Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. everything that exists and you know us you know each and every one of us and you have a plan with us and I, and I pray Lord that your Holy Spirit will work in us tonight and carry on working in us that we can understand what your plan is with us and what you want for us and how much you love us we thank you for that. Amen. Before your name, praise your name. Amen. I take this out here and I show it to you I, I almost never carry this with me this is a this is a brand new one I've I've actually never used it um, I had I had one which was a very cheap version. I'm, I'm not used to expensive Bibles. I, I always buy the cheapest one I can get because the word inside is what's important and what, what is giving me life, is giving me hope, is giving me wisdom, is giving me whatever I need. So how it looks doesn't really matter. So I feel a little bit uncomfortable with a very expensive Bible like this one, but I couldn't find anything close to, to this, so I, I had to buy it, but um, I want to ask a statement and say all of us that's here tonight believe this is a copy of the Word of God. I hope we all agree on that, because that is the platform we can work with, we can come from, we can understand each other, we can, we can start our conversations, we can start whatever we want to do, we start from this. I don't know if you, if you guys know that, but there are about 900 English versions of the Bible, did you know that? Almost 900, then we don't talk about any other language in the world. But that is paraphrases and everything included, so it's not really a full, complete version, but almost 900 different English translations. But it's the Word of God. 
And my question to myself and to everybody that say they are Christians, do I really believe that the living word of the living God, the one who created earth, if I believe it and I look at my own life and I think, I read so many things there that I don't do. Then I realize I need Jesus because that is my way. And I need, I need him every day. I need him every moment of every day. And I need to confess my sins to him. And need to beg him to fill me with his spirit so that I, so that I can more and more follow what he tells me in his word. If I really see that as the living word. That is an, the expression also where we can stand in awe in front of him with our hands raised up and say, God, you are the only living God. You are in control. There, there are th a couple of things that over the last two or three years, um, I mentioned it a long time ago in the church, God spoke to me one night and he said to me, I need to write something. And I started writing, I'm still writing. And I hope someday it will be finished. But it's about knowledge and I want to call it passion. My heart. What is in my head? The knowledge I have, it can, and, and in this is probably if I talk about the Bible the, <clears throat> theological knowledge. The problem we have in today's world, okay, the, what I wanted to say is the knowledge I have need to, to be in my heart as well. Then there must be some, if I can say communication, I call it the distance between my head and my heart is the Holy Spirit. Does it make sense to you? If I have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit changes my heart, that knowledge that I have in my head becomes part, becomes part of my heart. That's what the Holy Spirit do. And when that's in my heart, then I start reading the Bible different. I go to church in a different way. I have relationships with people in a different way. If, is the, the slide's not working. If I can have that first. I actually wanted to talk about all of that. I, I wish I can. There are three topics there. But every one of them will take me about two or three hours to explain to you what I've seen and read and understand and whatever. So if, you are, if, if we do it tonight, I think we can stand here till... Well, my, my maths are not very good, but maybe till 12 or so, are you okay with that? Some people are. I mean, that's good. You know, I said this morning as well, many, many years ago, about a little less than 2,000 years ago, in Greek there was a guy talking to a lot of the Greeks about their faith, and the people were listening to him, and he was keeping on talking and talking and talking. Maybe you, you heard some of the story. And then somebody, some of those people, one of them that was sitting on a wall, fell off and he died. Have you read that somewhere, that story? 
And then this guy prayed for him, and he rose from the dead, and, they keep on, and then he kept on preaching. But those people wanted to know, because they were curious. And I, I pray that we have that same curiosity to know more and more of God, and also that urgency in us to, to get together to praise His name. I always ask myself, what am I doing? Why am I going to church today? What do I want? Do I want, do I want something or do I want to give something or, or both? And that's something I want to challenge you with. And the, 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 the people who were in class with me in Bible school will all know that I like the challenging questions always. Mark is smiling, he knows. I, I like, I like to, to post myself questions. How am I doing? And unfortunately, a lot of the, the times I'm not doing okay. And um, if I can tell you my story, some of it um, from, from the day when I can remember what I did, things that I did wrong and whatever, that was about in 90... Around, about 1960, somewhere around there, I started to remember things that I did. And I often think back about those things and I... And then I say, wow, you know, I need Jesus. I realize, and you know what? I grew up in a good, normal Christian home. A good, normal, traditional Christian home. But I had to come to the point somewhere in my life where I had to realize that, that is not good enough. That's not going to bring me in heaven. And that good Christian life is here. It's not here. It's not a combination of the two. And that's what I, <coughs> sorry for that. I hope we can get something of that tonight, on what's on my heart about look at myself. But before we do that, I want us to look at something, some little thing. Well, little, it's, for us it's big, but for God it's little. Two or three little things. Happen, happen, that happened in the history of the world that, that was done by our Creator. But if we go to the second, the second slide. <coughs> That's not a slide, it's a little clip. If you look at that, is there any human on earth that can even think how to make that, how to create that? And you can't understand there and you look at this amazing, you can't understand the greatness of the creation. How, we can't understand that. How are we going to understand the greatness of God who created that? It is just mind-boggling to see that. And if we look at the next one, and there you can switch on the, the sound, because that is part of the amazingness. Can you grasp that? 
it is you stand there in the Now, if you stand on top of that, outside the, what do they call it, the, on top of the, and you look down on the river, and you see that little boat there, which with the people on there, is, it, it looks small, and you see that masses of water coming down, and you think, wow, that looks a bit dangerous to be on that thing. And if you stand there, and you experience all this water around you, and you can hardly see anything, it, it is just, you can't, and I think this is, people think and want to explain that the Grand Canyon was created over millions of years because there are lots of layers and layers and that, but they forgot about the next slide. Noah was 480 years old when God told him to build a ship. I, I, I doubt whether Noah knew what the ship was. But, but why did he do it? Because he, know, he knew God. He knew who was his God. And he knew he needed to be obedient. It took him 100 years to build that. If I think I need to start now building something like that, here in the middle of Pretoria, we, we never see that much rain coming that, that was coming. I doubt whether I'm going to do that. Noah was obedient. Noah knew God. He knew who he was responsible to, and he did it. And the people at the Grand Canyon, they forgot, they don't recognize the power of the water that was covering the earth at the time of the flood. What they think happened in the millions of years with all that pressure of the water in 40 days, was that could, I don't say it did, but it could be the creation of that. We serve, we pray to an amazing God. He sent his and he sent his son to come and die for us on the cross so that we can have life. And then when his son came, he once went up the mountain and he talked to a lot of people. A couple of times he did that, but the one time, most people call it the, the, sermon, on the, the sermon on the Mount. In Matthew, it's Matthew 5 to, I think, end of... I want to read Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. Jesus was looking at the people and he said, Now this, what he said there, was in the middle of the sermon. There were things that he said before that and a couple of things he said after that. And what he said was, not everything 
Everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And from here, I, will, I want to jump to another speech that he did. To say, I want us to think about the word that, that, that was shared this morning. Was it John th- uh, Jesus came to save us so that we can have eternal life? Jesus came to save us from our sins that we can have eternal life. We don't understand etern- um, eternity. We think we do, but we don't. We have an idea what eternity is. We know there's no beginning and we know there's no end. But there's only one who knows eternity and it's God himself. We have no idea. All that I know is we are now already in eternity. What we experience here on earth is part of eternity. But, it, but we live as if this is eternity. I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way. But unfortunately that is... How many people, and I must look at myself all the time and say, how much value do I add? Or to how much value is the things that I do on this, earth, on this earth to me? How important is it? The scripture that I want to read after that, and then I'm going coming back to, to this. Um, it's on slide 10 Matthew 25 same book, same writer more or less the same message that Jesus said he, he, he was talking to the that was very close to crucifixion just a couple of days before that when he did this speech and he said to the people that there will be a last judgment and everybody will be judged. And he said to them, God will come and um, he will gather the people of all nations before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came to me. 
Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, and naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And then after that, the opposite was said to the people on his left. And I'm not going to read that. But what I want to, what I want to, to ask myself and all of us is if I have to stand before God tonight and he looked me in the eye and, and he said to me, I know you. Is that the words that I'm expecting from him? Or is there sometimes a doubt in my heart that I'm not going to be good enough? And you know what the reality is? We are not good enough. None of us are good enough. That's why Jesus came. And that's why we... We had, and I refer to that scripture, Jesus came to set us free. Not free to do whatever. If we read John, be to serve him, to be obedient to him. If we read John 3 verse 16, we understand the message of salvation. But we need to read the whole chapter. The very last text in that same chapter, verse 36, say, but... I'm going to do my own free translation. If I'm not obedient, I don't have faith. Obedience is something God wants from us. And how does that obedience look? And I want to go back to the Sermon on the Mount. Slide six. I need to tell him because I'm jumping around, so I need to tell him where to, to look for that. And this is my summary of what Jesus said before and after that part where he said, I don't know you. It's in the middle of all of this. And he, when, he, when he was preaching to the people, he was, he was serious. Now I come back to my question in the beginning. Do I really believe... Do I really believe this is the Word of God? Do I know who this God is? Do I know Him? What does it mean to know Him? We'll get to that now. I want to go through the summaries. If, it, if we look at that slide. Jesus... Jesus said, he, he said, who will be blessed? And I'm not, I'm not going to read all of that chapter now because I want to get to something else as well. The meek, the ones who... What do you... Help me. Who? The poor. 
There are a couple of people that Jesus said, those are the blessed. Okay, but he said his, follow, his followers need to be the salt and the light to the world. It can be a sermon on it. Now, every one of these lines that I've got here can be a sermon on its own. What does it mean? And I'm reading slowly through it because I want us to think about it. We need to think what it means. And this is like free sort of translation of what actually stands in that, ver in that scripture. His commandments are serious and must not be broken. To be angry can be just as serious and as to commit murder. If you read it, it's there. If men look at women with lust, it is already adultery. In the, he said, actually Jesus said that if you look at the Ten Commandments, and now this is also my sort of free translation, it's nothing. The, it's, it's much harder than the Ten Commandments and obeying the Ten Commandments to really follow Jesus because this needs a change of heart. This needs this need us to die of ourselves, to give everything up. His followers should not take an oath. His followers should not retaliate. His followers should love their enemies. His followers should give to the needy. His followers should not boast and the good thing they do on the good things they do to others. I can't brag about it, but I have to do it. He taught us how to pray. In that in that in that sermon he taught the people how to pray. We can look at that prayer and learn from Jesus himself how we need to pray. He told them to, to fast in space that it does not look like a burden. Don't let people see on your face or your attitude you are busy with fasting. He taught the importance of gathering Treasure in heaven opposed to treasures on earth. I mentioned a little bit of that before. I, I can be the most successful businessman in this world. I can be the, be the best film star, the best doctor, the best dentist, the best whatever attorney, whatever you can think of. But that can be my most important thing in my life instead of my treasures in heaven. My wife reminded me one day, she read, I think which verse is it, King James that says about the, the palaces. If they are, he's going to prepare his palaces. So the one translation says rooms. But I think it's a King James that says palaces. So there are many mansions. There are many mansions in heaven. So if you want to live in a mansion one day, make, make yourself gather some treasures in heaven. Be obedient to God. 
read, the, read his, um, his sermon on the mount and ask his Holy Spirit to change my heart so that I can do those things with joy, with love. And if I do that, and then I will know the very last slides that I have there. Then I will know God and he will know me. What does it mean to be known by God? What does it mean to know God? Actually, it's uh, slide 12, not 13. Yeah, to know God. And, and you can maybe take a photo of that or write the scriptures down and go and read it and just pray about it and ask God to show you what it means. Because I, with, with knowing God, there's also the thing of loving God. To know God is not to know about Him in an abstract and impersonal manner. You know that scriptures say that Satan know God as well. He actually knows God better than we know God. But he doesn't serve him. He doesn't love him. He's got no relationship with God. So we can know of God, but we don't know God. To know God in our hearts is what I pray that the Holy Spirit will do in our hearts. So that we can have, not we don't look at the impersonal manner, but rather to enter into the saving actions. To know God is not to struggle philosophically with this, um, with his, with his eternal essence, but rather to recognize and accept his claims. It is not some mystical con contemplation, but dutiful obedience. John 3. That's what we referred to a bit earlier. Knowing God is not simply an intellectual apprehension, but a response of faith and an acceptance of Christ. It is he who has made God known. To know God is to know God. Uh, is, yeah, to know Christ is to know God. Eternal life is to know the true God and Jesus Christ. Paul desires to know Christ in his death and resurrection. And you can read that scripture. If Paul, it's a, it's a cry of Paul that he can really know God. And I want that for myself, that I can cry, that I can really know God, that I can be in that relationship with him, where, where I am in him. If you read John 17, John 17 is where Jesus prayed to the Father and he said, he thanked him for the people that he gave him. And he said, so that, and I pray that I will be in them and they in me as I am in you. Failure to know Jesus as Lord and Messiah resulted to his rejection and crucifixion. And at some point, I pray that I can stand in front of God and He will tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. Servant, I know you. And my prayer is that we will encourage each other 
to join us in worshiping the true God, in following the true God, in having a relationship with Him, and live that out. You know the best testimonies I, I hear from people is if they get into a church and they say, I felt welcome. The people made me feel they, 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 they want to know me. They want to spend time with me. If we as a church can do that, and we can't do it from ourselves. You know, I, <clears throat> I'm thinking as I was talking, when, and, and this thing about temptation and retaliate, one of my struggles in life, I'm going to tell you a little, I'm going to confess to you now. My wife knows it very well. One of my really huge struggles in life is motorbike riders. Does anybody of you do my, um, ride a Philip does, actually. I, I hope, I need to talk to Philip. You know, you know what they, <laughs> you know what they do. You, you, you cross a lane on the highway and they come in between the cars and they speed. And, and you don't see them because they are so fast the next day on you and when they get next to you they won't do one of three things that I know of. The one is they hit something on the car, like smack your car. Have that happened to you? Is it? Maybe I'm a very bad driver. Okay, the other thing is they hit your mirror. They really break the mirror off. Because they just almost scratch your car. And the other thing they do is they come with this like, uh, and you know what a Harley Davidson sounds like? It's thing loud out. And they will come next to your window and ref that thing. And you don't expect it. <laughs> and one day, I was talking to a, I was talking to somebody that I, that I know that told me he's a, he and his wife are pastors in a church somewhere, and they motorbike riders. And I said, "Oh, you motorbike rider? I've got this problem. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that." And I said, "You know what I want to do? I just want to make my car like this swing." And then <laughs> he, said, he said to me, "You will kill somebody." I said. I said, yes, but he would be looking for that. The thing is, I can make a joke of this, but this is a real problem. And to be honest with you, and, and you can ask my wife, sometimes it, go, it goes for months and years, and I'm okay. The guy can come next to me, do whatever he wants, and I'm okay. And then suddenly one day, something happens, and I snap. But I want to get to that point where if that guy do it to me, I can say, Jesus, bless that guy. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We need Jesus. And you know, I, I'm, I can say I've, I, I've given my life to Jesus in 1974. I think most of you were not born at that time. Am I right? But I still, I still can say like Paul said, 
I want more of Jesus. I want more of him. I, I need him. It's so, it's so easy to just fall back in old habits. The invitation tonight is if, if you have something in your life that you feel, something you battle with, you feel it's in your way to really know God. Or it might be that you've never done that final commitment to say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want you to take control of me. I want to lay down my life. I'm dead. People can do to me what they want. I'm dead. Because I'm yours. You are in control of my life. So I want, I want us to, to just be quiet for a while, for a couple of minutes while the guys can make us some background music and we just pray and ask God to show us where in my life is something and heal me from saying, I know God and He knows me. I've got a relationship with Him. How will that change my life? How will that change my life when it comes to how I worship Him, how I pray? The other topics I really wish I could share with you one day, what's on my heart about is, how will that affect my relation with my brothers and sisters and even myself in my church? And then how will it affect my relationship with the people outside my church or outside any church how do I look at people you know Jesus said no the Bible say Jesus said that because it's his word God is love he does not have love he is love and Jesus said, I am the truth. What else? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And God is love. If I know God, if I know Jesus, I know love then I have love because this is part of Jesus and may God change my life I'm not talking about you I'm talking about myself you need to talk to God about it yourself may God change my life that I have His love in my heart towards anybody on this earth And may that be so visible that it will be something that other people want. Yuret and myself had a short conversation this morning and I think that's our answer. Love.
We need His love in our hearts that I, that I look at people the way Jesus looked at them. So if you, if you can just pray for a second or two, ask God to show you if there's something that you need. And they will, if you want somebody to pray with you, you come to the front and somebody will pray with you. And when we pray for each other, we don't preach to each other. We don't, we don't tell you what to do. We come with you before God and we ask, God, show us, because we don't know. I think I know, but I don't. I need the Holy Spirit. I need God. I need Jesus to live the life He wants me to live. To love people the way He loves them. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.